0: Welcome to the Successful Living Podcast with Dinette Rivera. Welcome to the Successful Living Podcast. My name is Danette Rivera. And today, if you've seen our podcast before or listened to it, you have seen Manuel join me before. So Manuel Anders is with me today. And he is the CEO of Brighter Solutions. And we're going to talk today about networking and sales and how uncomfortable it can be for so many people, myself included, outside sales in particular, which is when you're, you're calling people either cold, you don't have a relationship, or you have to walk in somewhere and hope that you have the courage to talk to somebody mm-hmm. and maybe get a sale. And so we're going to have this great conversation about how we're dealing with it Something that happened in a conversation Manuel and I were having before we were talking about the podcast, and he's going to share some things that happened precisely today when I called him and said, "Hey, how about we jump in and do this podcast together today?" And uh, thank you, Manuel, for being quite open for that. So, um, so share share a little bit about that whole sort of conversation that you were having here. You're the CEO of a company and you have multiple businesses actually Mm -hmm. and yet here you are also thinking about the challenges of selling and so let's talk about that and hear how you deal with that and what you learned today and yeah
1: absolutely um danette thank you as always for having me i always enjoy having our conversations because it always does wind up leading to a really good point um, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, um, is that I actually went into a meeting with just to plan a plan of better understanding of financial planning of the business. Um, and as the, uh, the advisor was starting to talk to me, a lot of the things from, from the book and the pillars started coming into my head. And one of them is dealing with being comfortable with uh, selling and networking your company. And uh, he brought up an absolutely great point, which immediately put me into that thought process. Um, of being comfortable and uncomfortable, and uh, he was talking about becoming a member of the commerce for the local area. And you know, he said, "Look, networking is going to be the best thing. Is you're always going to be in the field of sales when you're trying to sell your company. And if you're not comfortable with selling the company, that means you have to push doors open. You need to excuse yourselves in and out of conversations where you feel like you need to be." He brought up a great point. He said, "You you have to start looking at it as a whole." as an entire picture, you are the owner, the CEO, the president of whatever said company. Um, And that's something that needs to be on your forefront all the time. Immediately, I thought about being comfortable in that environment. And I I thought of the book, I thought of a lot of our discussions in the past. And I said, that is a self goal that I need to absolutely work on. I mean, here I am with a financial advisor that's recommending me to step up. And the one thing that came up into my head was, (laughs) how comfortable am I going to be with being a salesman for the company? Uh, And I think that that's something that a lot of us still struggle on when it comes to getting the information out there, selling what's important for the company. Um, It's a personal goal that we absolutely have to work on. And I want to kind of talk about that.
0: Right. It's, it's really kind of crazy, right? That it's so easy for us to cold call when It's something that we absolutely, desperately need to take care of, right? I I remember being in Ireland with my friend Suzanne, and we we needed directions, because I joke around that she's like the worst co-pilot on the planet, because I would be like, where do we go now? I don't know, and I'm thinking, I thought we were, somebody was following the map, it's funny, (laughs) but... So I, I'm in Ireland in some little town. I have no idea where we're going and what to do next. And so I had to pull over and the town was kind of closed. It was early morning, but I had to get out of the car, walk up in town, see if I could find somebody. And I, I saw this door that was closed and I knocked on the door and, you know, ultimately they helped me and, you know, I showed them the map and they said, and so we were going in the right direction. But the point of that is that even for those kinds of things for me have never been super comfortable. I just, I can talk to strangers all day long if I'm like standing in the grocery line or if we're having a networking event or some kind of thing where I can be comfortable in that environment, but just suddenly I need something that didn't bother me because I had a need. We weren't gonna run around the island not knowing where we were going, right? and ending up way off of where we were supposed to be but when it comes to going out in sales when I used to work in the medical supply industry my bosses wanted me to go out and and I would tell them don't send me out I bring in new business all the time from the phone because people are calling us Mm -hmm. but you asking me to go to doctor's office I'm not useful to you I I get nothing. I come back stressed out. My team hated it because they said that I was just, I turned into this very different person when I knew I had to go out. I mean, it's that kind of emotion, negative emotion.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, so in your, you know, thinking about that, like what do you think will make it, you said it's something you want to work on. What do you think are some of the things that might help you to overcome and, and, you know, finding the reasons that will help you to, to look at this in a whole different way.
1: I absolutely love that question. Um, and you know how I've been on this journey as well for myself. Uh, you know, I'm learning as I go and I, I want to write down the things that I have been using that have really helped me get through this. And a thought that kind of came into my head as we were talking about this some more is uh, unattaching feelings and emotions to something that you have to do when I talk about being comfortable or being okay with going out and doing a task or doing something that is very off-putting for me, it's because of a lot of the time it's the emotion that I had behind it, the feeling that's attached to that, the oh, the, oh, the, the grungy feeling in your stomach and the butterflies and all of that. Um, and I've had to really work on just by listening to some other motivational um, you know, videos, as well as listening to and reading a lot of the stuff that you provide uh, it, reminds me of what you need to be able to do in order to, you know, get to wherever you're going. And one of them for me is working on unattaching my emotions and my feelings with whatever it is that I have to do. When it comes to being sales, what I have started being a salesperson, I really started to kind of understand my body in that aspect. If I feel a, a feeling or something like that, I do dwell within that moment. Okay, Manny, what's, what are you feeling? What's going on? You know, I mean, it, and it does sound, you know, crazy or weird, but it's necessary because Absolutely. I'm noticing the effects already. I'm noticing me taking the time to address that in the moment to go, look, this is important for you. This is what you have to do in order to sell the company this is what you have to do in order to get to the next step or your next goal. Um, so for me, I would say that I'm starting with that. I'm still working on. Is being able to go. Why is this important to me? Is this something that I absolutely need to do? And then I work on trying to um, unattach my emotions and my negative thoughts and feelings behind doing whatever that task is.
0: Yeah, you know, that's the the. It's funny because you talk about there. There's that part where you do have to. You have to. I love that you're doing that. That um, awareness, right? You you become aware of those feelings that you get when you even think perhaps about, you know, having to go to a networking event that maybe you've never gone to and you're uncomfortable. And now that you're, you know, really Brighter Solutions is really, really growing, mm-hmm. there, there will be more opportunities where you should show up, but they're not always going to, going to be the most comfortable. And so it's on the one side, it's uh, removing those emotions but on the other side, it's attaching a strong emotional reason yes. for this call, for this sales call, for going to a network, a networking event. And it's it's knowing what, to me, it's about envisioning, you know, well, the more I overcome the challenges that I have with, you know, what we call cold calling. Mm-hmm. and And it's really... When we're doing relationship selling that's so easy, like that for me is so easy. You know, I'm building a relationship, having a conversation, somebody says something and I'm thinking, oh, they have a need for what I do, mm-hmm. It becomes easy. But when it's it's me walking into a networking event where I don't know anyone and that icebreaker moment and then talking to these people, once I warm up, it's okay. I think one of the most powerful things for all our goals is that we have a really good reason and we envision, well, if I meet my sales goal for this month, what does it do for my company? But what does it do for my team? I'm able to keep my team employed. I'm able to maybe give them a bonus that they haven't gotten before, or maybe they've they've gotten one but not in a long time. There's a myriad of reasons where we can say, okay, I'm going to go out, I'm going to make this call, or I'm going to go to this networking event because the reasons are these. And those reasons have to be truly powerful. I remember that when I started my, my company, the first company that I started, which was the event planning company so long ago in Jersey, and... I was talking to my former one of my former bosses in the medical supply business, and I was telling him how I was doing and with my new business. And I remember he said to me, oh, so now you're okay with going out and cold calling. And but you couldn't do it for us. And in that moment, I was I I thought to myself, wow, no kidding. Like now it was a different ballgame because. I wasn't looking at the sales in that company and connecting it to what it did for me. And they never, no no one in the company ever trained us on it. They never helped us understand, look, Mm -hmm. this isn't just a job. This is, this is you having a certain lifestyle and I was paid well in my position and it's not that I wasn't devoted. I mean, I brought them a lot of business, but it was when doctors and other people called the off, the, the store, I would quickly answer and, and start to, you know, and they would come and start working with us. But I never looked at it from, not just for me, what does it do for the clients that we serve, right? Yeah. Because we also, if we can think about what we can do for somebody in their business, how do we better it? In your case, you know, what's an example that you can think of um, being under the gun with this question, but what's an example of something that Brighter Solutions does that really benefits your client that that you can see helping you to be able to talk to other people, knowing that here's, here's what we do for you, because that's something too that we hear a lot in sales. It's not about us. Stop thinking about what you want from it. Think about what it does for your client. What is in it? It, what is it? What's in it for them? Mm-hmm. And then it changes the, the dynamic of the conversation. So what's that for you in yeah. Brighter Solutions?
1: I, absolutely. Again, I, I really enjoy this conversation because the powerfulness behind it all um, is, is really big. And awareness and intention has a lot to play with this all. Um, I would say just before I answer that, um, to kind of lead into what we're already discussing with that same financial planner that I talked to earlier today, he, he put himself in, in this situation, which will answer this as well, is he's working, you know, for a said bank, right? And his goal as a financial, you know, advisor is to be able to build up that portfolio, right? Have a lot of business owners that are going to go in and start investing their money and using it in productive ways, he sees it as a, you know, yeah, I'm working for a company, but this is also my business. This is my profession, what I do for a living. So everything that I do for the company, I'm really doing in return for myself. It makes it better. You know, I I have my own goals when it comes to the skills that I have. I have my own numbers that I want to see. And it has nothing to do with the bank that I'm working for. He takes on a personal attachment to that and says, I'm. this is my business. And this is why I'm doing it the way I do. Um, So that's something that kind of feeds into what you were, you know, what you were talking about. You have to have those personal goals, those personal visions and missions in order to feed into what you're trying to do. And that's a great way to help. For our company, um, what's important to me, what I actually do attach for the vision and mission to keep me going would be the communication as well with uh, correcting anything that we have done that wasn't proper the first time. We overly communicate, which is something that in our business does not happen a lot. So I make it a point all the time to make sure that I'm in communication, my project manager, as well as our chief of operations. All of us are on the same page. We fully understand any problem that comes across and we work through it. We communicate a lot and it shows our customers that that's important. With communication comes a better understanding on the ground. They're not the ones at the store, the location doing what we're doing. So when we overly communicate, one, it brings us all together. It allows absolutely. us to understand what the problem is and then relate it and translate that to our customer to let them know what's going on.
0: So I, you're, 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 also, you're, um, excuse me for interrupting, but I wanted to, to clarify for the audience. So you're talking about overly communicating, not just with your own teams, but also with the client.
1: Yeah, the absolutely. customer
0: feels like they're they totally know what's going on mm-hmm. and the, if there's any issues that you're going to be able to just quickly fix them. And it really reduces Absolutely. the the problems anyway because you can catch things before they even happen or if there's a misunderstanding or something, I take it that's what you're what you're referring to.
1: yeah, and to put it in more perspective, you think about something let's just um, say in a family, right when some things occur, there's some things you share and some things you don't. Right. There's things that you're like, oh, you know what? Um, I know that this happened, but let's not spread that around just yet. Right. Let's figure out what to do. Um, It's it's the same way of communicating that we don't do in a professional way. We don't we don't allow that due diligence of telling the customer, you know, oh, look, we're aware that this situation is happening right now. We are doing everything we can to make sure that we write this or that we understand what's going on to move forward. That's something you kind of wait, (laughs) you put it on the back burner, and then you wind up saying, you know what, we'll let them know once we have a resolution. Now, when you overly communicate, you're already putting that into the customer's awareness. You're showing them your steps that you make to right a wrong or let them know that you're aware. You know, it gives them a broader picture of something that they don't even understand. And it can show them the amount of effort that you make to right the wrongs, to make sure that you're, you know, you're delivering on your promise. Um, and that you're very well aware, like as a CEO or as any person in a lead position, you need to be able to portray that you're really good at what you do. And exactly. communicating is a good way to do that.
0: And that what's going to happen is that they're even if you're having, you know, and it like if you have an issue here and there, they're going to know that they can trust that when there is a problem, you're probably ahead of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you're not trying to hide it. And so the sales come from repeat business.
1: Absolutely. I knew
0: that brighter solutions relies heavily on a repeat business from those, those uh, individuals that bring you the business or the companies that contact you. The idea is that they're not, they don't have a need for just one location to get the services you need. You want Mm -hmm. to get all their clients that they have in their portfolio that are going to need these lighting, this new lighting and and things like that, that you do. So I love that. And you know, the thing about sales, it really is that we we have to sort of forget that, remove that because it's that word, that process Mm -hmm. that makes us so uncomfortable And yet when we remove that and we're in a different environment, we can sell all day long. I mean, I've sold coaching from, you know, in conferences where I was sitting next to someone and you start with a, well, what do you do? Well, what do you do? Well, I do this. Well, I'm a coach. Really? I'm looking for a coach, you know, and next thing you know, you have a new client. But when I think of even the written marketing, which is interesting, even in the written marketing, there's a sales process, right? And in that sales process, for me, sometimes thinking about what, and I have a team that helps me with the marketing, but oftentimes I have to at least give them some substance about what the product or service is. And because I'm, a, I'm mainly, you know, provide services, not a physical product necessarily. And so just thinking sometimes about what that marketing thing should look like and what it should say. That gives me this feeling of, oh, should I say all that? And should I, and it is a crazy, crazy thing. And I've been in business for 14 years. This, my business consulting and and financial coaching company has been around for 14 years. You'd think I'd be over it, but it's just that, again, I'm very comfortable with sales when it's relationship selling. But, and what what I'm reframing is that, all of it is relationship selling because if I pick up the phone and I call someone, I just have to have the kind of question or be prepared. So that when I speak to that person, they don't feel like, Oh, just another cold caller, you know, and there's strategies for that. And there's tons of courses for all of this that any one of us can take. You mentioned there's YouTube videos, all sorts of resources where you can dive deep but I wanted us to talk about this because we're two people with two companies and we have other other companies and other services that we provide Mm -hmm. and so it's not just this business but yet we're admitting publicly that it's not the most comfortable thing for us Mm -hmm. and so the more the more I acknowledge that the more I've overcome it because the, it's the process. So how do you overcome it? Mm-hmm. I always go back to the five whys. If you're getting ready to make sales calls, whether it's by phone or on Zoom or whatever it may be, to really think about and give yourself, ask yourself five times, mm-hmm. what is it that this sales, if I get the sale today, what will it do for us as a company, more importantly, what will it do for the client? Because that's how I want to have the conversation. I don't want it to be about me, but exactly. I want to have in my mind these powerful reasons why this sale is important to me and my future and what I can do other than just thinking selfishly, but mm-hmm. then also focusing on the client. And I think when you give yourself five reasons for any goal, it really strengthens that goal to a level where you will overcome a lot more things because you're very, very clear on what this is going to do for you. Mm -hmm. And can you think of an example where you, where you've had that situation, not necessarily with Brighter Solutions, but where you wanted to do something and your reason was so powerful that you were able to overcome that? Can you think of anything?
1: Um, Yeah, actually, I would probably say with the rental properties. Um, my, my, my experience, as far as, you know, the first couple of courses or classes or training, uh, you know, when you become an entrepreneur or when you start owning businesses, it was very, um, very generic. And the first thing they said is come up with a, you know, a mission statement, a reason as to why you're doing the plan that you're trying to pull out. And I think that that would be the first time that I've ever really sat and continued to ask why, which helped And I think we kind of forget what powerful really means when we're talking in a coaching aspect or in a learning ability. Powerful really is all about attaching your will, your your feelings, your emotion, your drive as to why you are. So when we use the word powerful, I hope that everybody understands when we say this is a powerful thing or a powerful statement, how much we really mean by that word um, is It allowed me to continue to ask why to the point where that I was able to get down to not just what I'm looking to get out of it, but what I'm looking to share with other people, who I'm going to be attached with and who I want to work with. All those things start coming into play when I was just thinking about the whys. But why? Well, because I want to be able to do this. But why? Because I want also that and that to come into play. Um, And that, I think, was a really good start. Of starting to do that. And if you, I don't know if you agree, but I would say when it comes to the whole sales aspect of it, and then just doing something that's uncomfortable, the powerfulness of the two things you have to do is one, be aware of the feelings that you're having that's negative. And then two, attach those positive emotions, those positive whys as to why you're doing what you're doing to get that goal accomplished. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty much how I do it now. And I don't know if you agree with that.
0: No, absolutely, 100%. And it's interesting because I remember thinking, I was using Zoom and conference calling for meetings before COVID happened. And I did it because I wanted to reduce the amount of time in a one-hour meeting to me when I travel to another city, if it's, it can be 45 minutes to an hour. So a one hour meeting is really three to three and a half, four hours if there's bad traffic, mm-hmm. because it's that one hour there going there, one hour coming back and the one hour at the meeting. And so I started reducing it. But when it became the only way that we could talk to people because to do business, because we were confined to our homes and it, you know, we were deep into the whole COVID prevention and and we didn't know what what it was really going to do to any of us so mm-hmm. I remember thinking how on earth am I going to continue to grow my company and find more clients when we now we have no in-person networking events which that is a more comfortable setting for me for sure um, and I can overcome my initial fears if it's a, a place I've never been to but when we're in this environment, there's no intimacy. Like even with breakout rooms, right. you, we can if we have fifty people in a networking event virtually, and we have to do breakout rooms in order to connect. That that's still not the same thing as you and I walking off and and talking and having a conversation off on our own. Right. But now because this is the new normal. <laughs> We're seeing all kinds of tools that you can use when you have an event, where you can create these virtual networking spaces, the technology is getting better, we're learning more about better ways. And also I find that I can connect. Even I have found that even though I can be in a larger group meeting, it's like I can pick up when somebody's connecting with me and I'm connecting with them. Yes. And so the opportunity then, what I do is I go into the chat and I choose the, instead of the message to everyone, I choose that particular person's name and I say, hey, I would love to learn more about what you do. Here's my email. Here's my contact information. Mm-hmm. So I'm not being creepy. Right. <laughs> we are in a networking event, but I'm letting them know. I want to know more about what you do, but it's because something about the way the way you reacted maybe to an answer that I gave, maybe you put a thumbs up in the chat Mm -hmm. or, you know, and however you did it. And, and it's just the eye contact. It's amazing how there's a level of eye contact when there's a group of people in the room. It's just, I find it fascinating how, how I am changing how I see sales and relationship building and how it can happen online. And it's interesting because as you know, the, the larger community that now follows me and buys from me is the international Spanish speaking community. And obviously I'm Puerto Rican, I, I'm fully bilingual, but it's leading to other communities and making contacts in Italy and Germany and England and other places all because of this medium right here. Mm -hmm. of just being able and at first and it's helping it's really helping me to get more comfortable with the sales process when it comes to just kind of going in cold because when you jump on a networking event online that discomfort shows up for me because I have all these faces kind of staring at me and I'm staring at them and you're thinking oh lord how am I going to get but then you you get comfortable. And the other thing is preparation.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's why I said there, there's lots of courses and information out there on sales. We're just having a conversation about the discomfort and getting over it. But the better prepared you are, yes. then, and the more you know your product and you know what it is, all the benefits and features and everything else. And, and if you can find out more about the people that are going to be in the, in the event, if you think it's, if it's a chamber, some chamber of commerce, then read, go to their website and find out a little bit about what their ultimate purpose is and the kinds of businesses that they want to attract, because in their marketing, they're telling you who they who's coming to their events.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so it is, it's an interesting process and we could be talking about this for days. Yeah. And again, there's all those little um, moving parts, but I'm hoping that our having this conversation helps people to see that you can see someone in business and say, oh, you know, she's the CEO of her company and she has multiple businesses and she does all these things. And you think, oh, she must be super comfortable with sales. (laughs) Yeah. I just work at it. I'm really good at what I'm good at. And then there's the stuff that I'm I'm pretty good, but it's because I have to work at it. It doesn't come natural for me. Uh, if I could just have sales reps that just handled the sales all the time, yeah, that's heaven for me. But no one can speak about my business like I can speak about my business. And no one has the passion for it like I have the passion for it. My team can understand it and they can commit and they're very committed. My marketing team is very committed to helping me grow and meet my sales goals and all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that can really transfer the message and help people understand because I can also say what I'm willing to do. They can't Mm -hmm. necessarily say, well, she's willing to something out of the norm, right? Uh I imagine you do the same Mm -hmm. that there may be times when you you know that you can do something for the client that's above and beyond. It'll cost you a little bit of money, but it's not really cutting into your profits to a level where it was a bad idea. Right. And only you can make those, those Absolutely
1: calls. right.
0: Your yeah. team can come to you maybe on occasion and say, can we do this? But now there's a lag. There's a time period. Whereas if you can do it, you can tell the client immediately, well, here's what we can do. Here's how we can you know, make this easier, whatever it may be. Any final thoughts, Manuel?
1: Yeah, I would I have like a pretty little bow at the end of all of this, right? Uh, yeah. I, would, I would really say is that what brought into my awareness today was seeing someone at a statute of this guy telling me his frustrations and the things that were uncomfortable for him when he was in my seat. Um, it, it was a great eye opener for me to realize that. Um, And then I would say that the the next step would be to really sit in silence and sit in thought with what are the important things that you can attach positive emotions, positive uh, affirmations and reasons as to why what you're doing and you'll realize selling whatever you're doing comes easy, you know, and then just being aware of those negative feelings and thoughts that aren't really helpful in any way. You know, I think that that would be a great, great start for, you know, the working on the pillars, especially for self-discovery, is we have to acknowledge that. We have to be honest with that.
0: Exactly. Thank you so much. Great final words. Thank you for sharing the podcast with me today. As always, I truly enjoy it. Yeah, it's always a great discussion. And we'll do it again soon.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)